Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. What is going on, DMV? How's everybody doing tonight? 106.7 The Fan is on your AM FM dial. We're on the Odyssey app and we are on the stream at thefandc.com. However, you've got us tuned in tonight. We appreciate you hanging out with us for just a bit. I am Danny Noakes, Caitlin in studio producing the show, and we've got you for the next two hours and about 15 minutes with you until 8.45 tonight, leading right into Georgetown basketball coverage. So pull up a chair, pull up a cold beverage, get home safe if you're still on your way home from work, and enjoy the show over the next couple of hours. 800-636-1067 is the MGM National Harbor listener line. Those will be open for you listeners out there here throughout tonight's program. We've got one interview scheduled for the top of the hour. I'll let you know who that is coming up in just a little bit. But tonight, there is no action related to professional sports in the District of Columbia. Not a particularly common occurrence this time of year in the midst of both the NHL and NBA season. Spring training underway now for the Washington Nationals as well. But with the Wizards still on the All-Star break for another couple of days, their next game not until Friday. And the Caps off tonight after playing last night and back in action tomorrow night. That is the reason we have no action in the district this evening, but that doesn't mean there's nothing to talk about. And when it comes to the commanders, there's always something to talk about, isn't there? And today, and for the last couple of days, at least from my perspective, the news has been considerably positive, right? Eric Bieniemy, former offensive coordinator now for the Kansas City Chiefs and your current offensive coordinator, as well as the assistant head coach of your Washington Commanders. Finally getting the deal done, striking their next offensive coordinator. And it's the guy that, by all my measurements, would say was the best case scenario for this franchise. So what's exactly behind the enemy's decision to go from one offensive coordinator position to another? Well, I think it's pretty obvious at this point, right? But I, I will point to one particular reason here throughout this segment, and I'll use it to kind of carry the narrative for at least the way that I feel about the situation where it comes to the commanders and their offensive coordinator, their new offensive coordinator, and Eric Bieniemy. But obviously, his track record of success is very good, especially over the last couple of years. Kansas City was in three of the last four Super Bowls, winning two of them, dropping one Super Bowl to the greatest quarterback of all time in Tom Brady. But I really do think you've got to give Ron Rivera a lot of credit for the way that 
he was able to get his guy. And maybe you didn't like the way that he handled his search for an offensive coordinator. He was certainly no stranger to facing a good bit of criticism for the slow pace of the process itself. It seemed like other teams across the National Football League were having a much easier time finding their next offensive coordinator, but that didn't ultimately necessarily end up being true. Rivera ridiculed for playing golf at the Pebble Beach Pro-Am, which was happening the week leading up to the Super Bowl. That was also during Senior Bowl week down in Mobile, Alabama. And Rivera was facing criticism for the names themselves that were being thrown around throughout the process. Who would the next offensive coordinator be, remember? And I was one of those people, names like Pat Shermer, just driving me up a wall because we know what someone like Pat Shermer brings to the table. It's not much. It's not going to be new. It's not going to be innovative. He's failed as a head coach in the NFL twice. He's had plenty of opportunities. And that's not to say that you can't hang your hat on a career like that. Of course you can. But when you're talking about taking a young core of players, very talented young core of players, on offense like the commanders have right now, and trying to implement a more modern style offense while still committing to Ron Rivera's goal of running the ball, you're going to need someone with new ideas to come in and get that done. But I'll ask you guys this, and, and we're going to open up the phones for our next segment, but who would have been a better hire at offensive coordinator? Who would have been better? The answer to me has got to be no one, right? I mean, Eric Bieniemy is the hottest name on the market for that position. A lot of people, including myself, have said in the past that we're surprised he hasn't gotten a head coaching offer yet. And I realize where a lot of the criticism is coming from outside of Washington, D.C. If you're not a fan of the Commanders or if you're someone in the media who covers the National Football League or, or just talks about the National Football League, people are wondering why would the enemy make a lateral move? And the only thing that's lateral about the move is one of his titles, which is offensive coordinator. Anyone with a brain knows that Eric Bieniemy wasn't calling plays in Kansas City. It's not to say that his fingerprints weren't all over the offense and that he didn't play a significant part in Kansas City winning two Super Bowls over the last four years. I think that's all true. But when you take on the responsibility, the role of calling plays, obviously there's going to be a little bit more pressure on you. So that's obvious as one of the reasons why Biennemi wanted to step out of the shadow of Andy Reid and come to D.C. Now, going from one of the most well-oiled machines of an organization in the NFL and the Kansas City Chiefs, which they are right now, to one of the worst-run organizations, probably in professional sports, the Commanders, is going to be an adjustment. And he is going to have to overcome things that happen both inside and outside of that building that he's never had to deal with in his career. That's just what comes with being a member of the coaching staff in this town, right? But he also gets a race and he also gets the title of assistant head coach. Okay, so there's three reasons that are outside of just maintaining the same title of offensive coordinator that make this more than just a lateral move, right? And the other part of it is he sees a path to becoming the head coach of the commanders. That's the biggest reason, people. He sees the path that's forming right now with ownership in flux, with Ron Rivera on his way out, whether or not you think that's going to happen this year, next year. He hasn't had a winning season in how long? Anyone, again, with a brain will come in and look at that resume and say, okay, Ron, thanks for your service. 
it's time to move on. And I think even he knows that. He'll never admit it publicly, but I think he knows that, right? Why would he have, have basically gone out and, and got his replacement? I mean, he has to assume that there's something of a path for Biennemi to, to, to be the guy that follows him. And the, the, the last thing that I'll say, too, about Biennemi before we talk about what he brings to the table for the commanders is I, I am surprised that he hasn't gotten more attention, that he hasn't gotten an actual legitimate chance to be a head coach somewhere in the, the NFL. Because I, I compare him to someone like Cliff Kingsbury, right? When Cliff Kingsbury got the head coaching job in Arizona, he had zero zero NFL coaching experience, not a down of coaching experience in the NFL. Sure, he was the head coach at Texas Tech for six seasons, but to me, that doesn't equate to any version of NFL experience. None. Texas Tech, for those of you that don't watch college football, plays in the Big 12, where they not only play one side of the ball, but any quarterback can go in there, for the most part, and put up big numbers. Right now, he had the pleasure of coaching guys like Case Keenum, Johnny Manziel, and Patrick Mahomes. Seems like a pretty good list. Well, Case Keenum's been a journeyman NFL quarterback. Johnny Manziel flunked out of the league after two or three years. So Patrick Mahomes is really the only guy there that you can have an actual conversation about as to, you know, them being a sustained NFL success. Keenum, sure, the season he had with the Vikings, the, the Minneapolis Miracle, we would all kill for something like that. But he couldn't sustain that success. He came here to D.C., lost his job. He, do, I, do I really have to go any further than that? So when Kingsbury came in and started coaching a Cardinals squad that was loaded with talent, but he didn't have any NFL coaching experience, it wasn't a surprise when the wheels fell out and he was fired halfway through this past season. The point is Cliff Kingsbury got a head coaching shot with no NFL coaching experience, not even as a coordinator, not even as a position coach. And I'd rather take a chance on a coach with NFL experience, even if you're not a coordinator, somebody that can bring in some fresh ideas, rather than someone like Kingsbury who has no NFL coaching experience at all, even though he was a head coach at the college level. I think the commanders played this about as well as they could. 800-636-1067. Feel free to let me know. If you feel differently, we'll step aside. We'll take our first break of the show. We'll come back. We'll continue our discussion on the Commanders. Eric Bieniemy, the new offensive coordinator in D.C. You're listening to 106.7 The Fan. Danny Noakes with you tonight for overtime on 106.7 The Fan. Caitlin in studio producing. We're hanging out with you till about 8.45 tonight, leading into Georgetown Hoyas basketball coverage. So stick with us through that. We're talking some Commanders right now. The decision to hire Eric Bieniemy as the offensive coordinator for this franchise. The patience appears to have paid off for this team. Now we're going to have to start seeing some results. Not right this second, not even within the next month, right? But as we move through the rest of the year, as he fills out his staff, it should be interesting to see what direction he goes, and we should learn a little bit more about what Eric Bieniemy plans to do on the offensive side of the ball. 800-636-1067. That is the MGM National Harbor listener line. We're taking your calls. What are your thoughts on the commanders landing Eric Bieniemy as the next offensive coordinator? Let's start out by going to Jacob. Jacob, thanks so much for calling tonight. How's everything going? Good. Going good. Thanks for taking the call. Uh, yep. The reason I wanted to call is because since the enemy was hired, um, there's been a lot of people talking about 
potentially being the head coach of the commanders in the next few years or, Mm -hmm. you know, possibly after this year, uh, which I think would be great. Um, I just don't know how realistic that is because, um, like, let's say Rivera gets fired after this year, right? Because they underperform, they go like seven and 10. Like, do you think they're just going to be interested in the OC of a team that probably didn't have a top 10 offense if they were bad enough for Rivera to get fired? Um, so I think everyone keeps saying that, but I just don't see a new ownership group coming in, keeping the OC of the old regime from the old ownership group and be like, yeah, let's give it to this guy. And granted, it's the enemy who, you know, seems like the an ideal candidate with, uh, you know, a great um, resume or whatever, but I don't know. Like, I was thinking about the, the Broncos situation this year because mm. they had that defensive coordinator, Evero, um, who I guess is, you know, up and coming, looks like he's going to be a head coach in the next few years. And he didn't get the gig there. I mean, they got Sean Payton, um, but, you know, he was out of town and he'll probably be a head coach next few years. So I don't know. I just, I don't know how realistic it is, but that's all I want to say. Yeah, Jacob, it's a good thought and it's definitely worth considering because you're right. It's not a guarantee. It's not a guarantee at all, right? I think, though, if you're Eric Bieniemy, you know that you have to take some sort of gamble. I mean, you don't have to take some sort of gamble, I suppose, right? You don't have to do anything that you don't want to do. But I think at this point, he sees that he's not being considered for these head coaching positions. So he needs to inherit some more responsibility on the offensive side of the ball, which he's getting that opportunity with the commanders here but you're right there's there's no guarantee of that the only thing that I would say to maybe counter that a little bit would be if the commanders do end up letting go of Ron Rivera and that could be a mutual sort of thing just kind of depending on how they want to play the optics with it but if the offense was decent they're going to give the enemy a chance to at least interview you know what I mean now other the other thing before we get to our next caller is BNME is said to not be great at interviewing. Now, what does that mean? I don't really know because I've done, you know, a hundred job interviews in in my lifetime and and I'm only coming up on on turning 30 years old this July. But from an NFL standpoint, when it comes to interviews, I mean, we've heard some weird stories, especially when it comes to the NFL scouting combine. So I'm not quite sure what that means, but it is worth thinking about. So it's a good call from Jacob. All right, back to the phones. 800-636-1067. MGM National Harbor listener line. We're going to Pat in Mechanicsville. Pat, thanks so much for calling. What's going on tonight? Hi, Danny. How you doing? I'm doing good, man. What's happening? I, I think the enemy's in a no-lose situation uh, because you, you take for granted if 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 uh, uh, what's name goes out and has a great year at quarterback, they're going to say, "Hey, look, he's a great offensive coordinator." Mm-hmm. Coordinator, if if he doesn't do good and the offense struggles, they he can say, "Hey, that he's not my man anyway. I wanted that quarterback." So I, I don't think he's going to lose either way, but I, I got a feeling Howell's going to go out and ball. I yeah. have a good one. Yeah, Pat, thanks. Thanks so much. Yeah, I, I definitely find myself closer aligned to where Pat's mind is in that, yeah, I, I do think that the enemy is in a, a pretty good situation right now. It, the time runs out quickly, right, in, in the National Football League. That's why they call it not for long. That's what the NFL stands for, right, not for long. But – Pat makes a good point because if he succeeds this year, the enemy looks like a genius. Sam Howell, 
didn't get the chance to shine in in Turner's offense this past season, and maybe they should have gone to Sam Howell a little bit earlier in the 2022 season. You can have all those conversations. But even if they don't do well, you could say, well, you know, Howell wasn't really the guy. I didn't pick him. And so if you give me the chance to pick my guy, then we'll get to the point where, you know, they're competing for a, a, a division championship per se. So I, I think that's closer to where I'm at right now, but it, there's just so much that can happen between now and then. And he's got to he's got to get his offensive staff together. He's got uh, you know he's got to start implementing his his strategy and and however they're actually going to run that offense. You know, um, it'll be interesting because Rivera is going to certainly maintain that they continue to run the football and. One of the things that I've seen brought up about Bienemy, at least early in his career, was when he was on the Vikings staff, he had the pleasure of coaching Adrian Peterson in one of Adrian Peterson's best seasons, which of course was one of the best seasons for a running back in NFL history. So I have confidence that Bienemy will figure out how to both run the ball and figure out how to get the ball into the hands of his other playmakers outside of Brian Robinson and Antonio Gibson, both of whom I would expect to be back next year. Of course, Robinson Gibson may be a little bit more of a question mark as he seeds more carries to Brian Robinson. But when you talk about getting the ball into the hands of your playmakers, I'm obviously talking about Terry McLaurin, Jahan Dotson, Now we can even start to talk about Curtis Samuel in that position. And more conversations will be had about the offense and this team going as as we move closer to the 2023 season, which it seems like is an eternity from now. Of course, since we're through the Super Bowl, we're still in February, and we don't have meaningful NFL football for another seven months, a little under seven months, if you will. That stinks. But in that time, the commanders will go through a draft. They'll go through minicamp, OTAs. They'll go through training camp. Again, we mentioned he's still got to fill out the rest of his staff. And I think the draft is one of the next big things that will sort of tell us about what to expect going into this year because I'm seeing a lot of mock drafts and mock drafts are exactly that, right? They're mock drafts. They're not real. They're just forecasting all sorts of potential scenarios that could play out, right? I love when guys try to get into the 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 trade scenarios that can happen, right? And it's it's because it's pretty much impossible to predict, right? So I, I, I want to see the commanders go and get offensive linemen in this draft, right? I want to see them bolster the offensive line. Getting some help at cornerback would be great. Getting <laughs> Drafting a tight end would, it wouldn't be the worst thing. Some help at linebacker as well. There's, there's no shortage of needs on this team. But at the same time, they're not starting from square one like several other teams are. There are playmakers on both sides of the ball for this team. So I don't expect them to lose more games than they lost this past season. And, and we're talking six and a half months away from the start of the year. So there's a lot that can happen between now and then. But when you start to stack things up, you look at it on paper. Let's see what they do the rest of the offseason and how much better they can get from a roster standpoint. All right, let's get out of here. Let's step aside. We'll take a quick break. We will talk some more commanders in our next segment, as well as a little bit of Washington Capitals. We'll be welcoming in Ethan Cadeau from NBC Sports Washington. So stick around. That conversation is coming your way next on 106.7 The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.